0: Welcome back to Check Your Vertical. We are your hosts, Scott and Mandy, and this is our real, raw, and relatable testimony of our marriage that has been redeemed. Thank you, God. Hi, babe. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, my word.
1: I'm feeling it today. We're back. Because I was silent for 50 minutes last (laughs) week. (laughs) Uh, It comes so much better off your mouth when you open up. Yes, it does. I'm going to say well, it's you've so. been doing it now for 15 weeks. So. I know. Last
0: um, last episode you'll hear in episode 17 Scott to the <laughs> intro because it was me talking the whole time and 30 seconds before he ran down what it is. This I, is what you say. I, yep, I, that's it. And then he, it started and he like completely went off topic. And I'm like, what did you I just say? I
1: said what I was going to say or should have said. And then I got on and was like,
0: yeah, <laughs> total disregard Whatever. for the 30 seconds. It count. didn't
1: sound horrible, I don't think. You wouldn't have known if we didn't tell you, I guess.
0: I don't know. Whatever people might. Okay. Good feel like them. we need to make up for that, but anyways, we are back after in in dialogue now after the last two weeks episode. <sighs> two weeks. Yeah, yeah. It's
1: 16, a heavy two weeks. Sorry, it's A heavy guys. two weeks. Sorry to 17. do that to you, everybody.
0: It had to happen,
1: but it did have to happen. That is a very true statement.
0: So, um, sixteen and seventeen were our big, our um big testimonies. So Scott went first in, in the pit in sixteen, and I went second in um, part two. 17, Eyes on Christ. And so that was really the depth of our pain. And so when we say in like our intro, um, you know, statistically, we should be divorced. I mean, we've hit every top reason people end in divorce in, um, you know, this country or the world. I don't know where that comes from, but I I would imagine anywhere. But, um, you know, infidelity, number one, in-laws, finances. Mm -hmm. um, Intimacy. Intimacy, and I think probably children. I think something. I don't know what number five is, we'll but go, we'll go with kids. Sure, <laughs> they are definitely hard. They are too. So they definitely change your marriage, but that in the is, most positive way. Yeah, that is why we say statistically, we we hit every single um, big hard category that one can face. Not that other people don't as well, but I feel like we kind of went down the trenches of each one pretty yeah, big.
1: God hand selected all of them for us. He did. <laughs> So. I tell you what, it was actually hard for me to not say anything for fifty minutes. Shocker! I, I mean, I was just so focused on not talking and just letting you go as you were just crushing it. I loved it, it but it was amazing because I heard things in there that I, I didn't even know, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh wow, <laughs> oh ah. <laughs> Good. <laughs> That's what I felt. As you should. Uh, and then I just blacked out in mind when I was talking.
0: I know. When you were talking, I was like, you were so in the zone and he can squirrel zone. out like it, like anybody, the best <laughs> of them. And so I was like, don't breathe. Don't move. Don't make a noise. Have such
1: little faith in me. I, I was locked in. I you really were was. locked I in, but
0: still, I didn't want to like invade your space in any Ugh. way and take you off topic. But anyways, it's I'd say that was the first time both of us have shared um, our testimonies that way, um, in kind of just both speaking from start to present. Well, and, very
1: public, very public, right, and very open. Um, I think this last year we obviously, we shared more with people, a lot of our inner circle, Mm -hmm. um, our families, but this, this was definitely a big step when we were talking about 15 episode 15, that we were like ready to jump off the cliff. Like Mm -hmm. we were, you know, and I think, um, God had been preparing us for that and it was just, I'm going to be, it was one of the hardest things I've ever had to do, Mm -hmm. um, is to shed, shed this mask that I have worn, uh, for a long time and, and honestly just be very accountable to my actions at, at a level that I would have never imagined to be quite honest. It would have been like very easy to not tell this story, I guess, Yeah, <laughs> but I don't know. It, I, but How I'm do you so, feel now sharing? I feel, uh, partly relieved mm-hmm. and I'm ex- I'm excited because I just, I can't wait to see what God does with it. And, mm-hmm and just really just continuously glorifying him in this process because like we've always said like this is only the only reason is because of of Jesus. Right. And um but at the same time like yeah I'm like uh, there's a, there's nervous there you know like oh my gosh. N- it's, it's it's a very like pull back the curtain to our relationship to our right. marriage to right. our family and so much
0: vulnerability there.
1: And I guess but I'm laughing cuz like that's me. Like, right. I'm okay with that. So You're that's not- what makes me okay with it. How about yeah, you?
0: I, I, I mean, I would say that leading up to my week was the hardest week I've had in a long time. Yeah, I was.
1: Yeah, you were definitely not cool as a cucumber like you usually are.
0: I was a mess the whole week leading up. I had really good conversations with close friends, um, you know, that have been alongside me on this. I, I couldn't go an hour without crying. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm happy I made it through the hour on here without crying.
1: You, you had some snuffles. I, I'm glad you did.
0: Yes, I'm. I'm able to hold it back when I'm, you know, right. More in front of people, even if it's not physically in front of people. Um, I really want my heart was just so heavy, not so much because of sharing my story. I'm. I'm not. There's no like fear or anxiety in that, but that it was just more of how the hurt were going to receive it. I really carried um, a burden for the the wife or the husband who was going to receive the betrayal um, the betrayal and just yeah. kind of be able to relate with them that really just was really heavy on me and so um that's what took me down like i yeah. just really wanted to do them honor and i yeah. wanted to do the lord honor and and so um it was hard i mean I, that was the first time for me sharing so much and I have there's so many details in each part that I if I would have just talked from my initial notes I probably could have talked for three hours
1: yeah you had a lot of notes so it was I hard to kind of reel it in on my paper yes which is like completely opposite usually yes but whatever
0: um but now I do I feel good um you know I, I will always critique myself yes. and just there's just ways always to get better I think just more in in uh, messaging and delivery more so than anything but I think in general the, um what we were trying to show came off and I yeah. think that that was the hope in Jesus like obviously not everybody's story is going to look like ours their no. journey isn't going to look like ours um it's never going to be apples to apples and but at the end of the day you everyone's going to be in darkness at some point oh
1: or yeah or in it now you know or
0: in it now and so whether you're there yet whether you're in it whether you've already <laughs> been through it like we just wanted you to hear Jesus period. Yeah. We wanted you to know that no matter where you've been or where you're going, and no matter how dark it is, that um, there's Jesus and there's hope in that. And so we hope that that did come across to the listeners.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. Um, and, you know, just again, we we tell you guys every week, you know, just thank you for your support. But in the last two weeks, I'd say we had a lot more personal messages sent out to us that just meant the world. Yeah. And, uh, for me specifically, because I felt like there were probably a lot of people that might have heard that and been like, "Wow, you are a scumbag <laughs> but i i I was wrong, and um that 's just God working in our my life in our lives in general as in any relationship, and i 'm just thankful for the people in my life that still just showed so much love and and continue to do that so mm-hmm. Um, And I
0: think that I should give hope to the person who is struggling with coming out of their darkness and sharing something that is really heavy and hard that we we are so concerned about what what other people are going to think about us, that it's all changing. Everything's going to end and everyone's going to think I'm this person. When you genuinely share your heart in a way that is humble, it is accountable, it is repented, or has full repentance to it, and there's not any blaming or anything. There's your your heart's gonna be known, and we're none of us are perfect. We've all been somewhere where we can relate and go, I'm mm-hmm. so sorry you're in this, like yeah. I'm here with you. You know, yeah, you're gonna have your people who are probably, um, they're just gonna judge, but. Those Who cares? They're haters and it's okay. <laughs> yeah.
1: At the end of the day, like I think what I keep learning is no more – and I think people know this, but it's, it's really like when you live it out of like, you know what? The people that are going to sit there and put you down and not see where you truly are coming from, then it's like the, it's okay to keep moving forward. I mean those relationships sometimes don't continue and it's, it's okay for that.
0: But I would probably bet – Though I don't bet anything, that when this person goes through something super heavy, guess where they're gonna go?
1: Oh, maybe us. Maybe you, maybe me. I don't know. Or you,
0: who shared, who who <laughs> walked through it. They know you walked through it, and they said, How'd you do it? Yeah.
1: Right. And it's okay. Everyone it's again, it's all timing, like we've talked about many times. So mm-hmm. So yeah, so I think today what?
0: So how did we do it?
1: Oh yeah, that's exactly <laughs> where we're going. Like how in the heck did we how how are we going to get through this, right? Like, Yeah, because I
0: think I ended off at week one, like the end of week one, post D-Day 2. Yeah.
1: What?
0: <laughs> did I just lose you? Like yeah. my testimony ended oh. like one week out from D-Day 2. Oh, yeah. So oh. like, what did we do then?
1: Yeah. Yeah. What did we do? Yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> don't know. What did I we do? I prayed to God. <laughs> I was... What a mess. I was a hot mess people. Mm -hmm. I was scared. Like when I say scared, I was scared. And, um, I don't think scared is the right, even the word I I was so, I don't know. I was conflicted. I was in two places. I was, I was ashamed. Right. Uh, and, but I was, um, and I was ashamed and I was afraid. Uh, I knew there was a chance like this could be it. Like I could be starting over. Um, and then at the same time, I felt free. <laughs> I'm mm-hmm. like, how do, God, like how, how does this work? Because mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know how to process any of this right now. So that was, that was for me. I, I knew immediately that I had to make drastic changes. Um, so I guess for me, I
0: was probably the opposite. Like I felt, um, I felt, I, well, one thing I felt, I agreed in his freedom. I was, like I said, I kind of lived in two parts. I was able to kind of emotionally detach myself in, in a space where I could look at him and go, I'm happy for you. That's really good that you are free now. Um, but I'm still in my pain. And I wrestled heavily with why does scripture um, draw or or say that, um, you know, infidelity— is a reason for divorce. Like God gives two defined reasons why people can get divorced biblically. And one is abandonment and one is, um, adultery, adultery. And so, but it doesn't say you have to,
1: it gives you you an out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's kind of what scared me because I looked at that and said, wow, like, of course I'd choose one of those two, (laughs) you know, like, I, I was in Proverbs and I just kept reading about the um, uh, the, the the proverbs when it t- I was talking about just like the lustful heart and um, just the just the temptations of, of of a woman, or and it's just like I was just getting hit over the head with all of these things that God was trying to tell me about where my heart had been for so long. Mm-hmm. It was it was it was very. It was almost like I've heard it for so long, but for some reason it just finally hit yeah. right
0: yeah so I definitely oh man I struggled I remember how angry I was yeah, and I pissed because I it just wanted somebody I think I was just so tired I know I was I've, I've said this to Leanne I was so tired of feeling like I was the only one to make these life-altering decisions in our marriage like I was constant. it was all on me it was all on me five, six years ago. It was all on me um, now. But also in between that, there is so much in those five years with our, my daughter, Taylor, who I'm her only living parent. It, it, I, I had to make life-altering decisions for, for her at that time. Same in this marriage. Like, it just was like, I'm tired. I just want someone to tell me what to do. Like, I just mm-hmm. need something to define it, to draw a clear line. I don't want to have to really... What I was essentially saying, I didn't want to have to walk through it. I just wanted to make the pain go away. I wanted someone to tell me what to do, and so I really was wrestling and angry as like, why does it say this in scripture, but doesn't necessarily say go one way or the other?
1: Well, because yeah, I,
0: I know why now, but <sighs> you know, but then that moment, I was very mad and oh, that was a, that was a rough time for yeah, me.
1: But you also like the guys. The truth of the matter is this: is that. She had been carrying our household as the spiritual leader in the home. And I wouldn't even say from like a praying every day type. It's just from a, from a serving the Lord, having a, a Christ-centered heart and a foundation identity in Jesus. She was that. She was the rock. And I, I was nowhere to be found. And we've talked about this already in many episodes. And I keep like like men, like we have to step up. To be the spiritual leaders in the house, it's not because like God is God tells us to do that.
0: Well, so it, you guys are designed that and way. We were
1: designed, and we were given the dominion over everything to be that. And so, for me, like I really started to process that and be like, "You're in this position because you haven't stepped up. Like mm-hmm. you haven't, first of all, taken accountability, and you haven't taken a step into your spiritual leadership position that God is God has given you." to take.
0: Yeah. And so I was really come to a place of just exhaustion. I just was so tired of, of what I didn't know at that point. I wouldn't have defined it the way he just did. It's like being the rock and holding everybody together. But essentially, that's really what I was doing. And again, making these decisions. And now I'm at a point where biblically it says something that can be defined well. Now I'm like... Well, this moment I I hate him and I'm done and I'm I want out. There's no healing. And then the next moment I'm like, okay, Lord, I can hear you, I can feel you. It was just such a, a pulling time for me. Yeah, a lot of turmoil inside, but still, I took it to the cross. I took it where it needed to be. Yeah. I never like, I just never took my foot off the gas when it comes to figuring out what it is that he wants me to do. Wise conversations with people who are protective of both of our hearts um, mm-hmm. and just, you know, I had really just amazing women in my life just and speak boldly to me because... Um,
1: oh, and yell at me too. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I might have said someone to yell at you, but she was so mad at me. She's like, I did not even know what to say. <laughs> but um, no, but just to say like where, where my mind would, would go in times and they would say you know, those are lies. You know, this is not truth. What you're living in now is truth. You can't keep going back there. And so, um, I feel like I'm going to, I'll dive more into that. I'm going to, I want to talk specifically on how I guarded my heart very much in those first couple of weeks to a month. Um, and I'll get into that, but wise conversations with people who will well, speak truth. Wise into counsel. you. Like mm-hmm. this is
1: where seeking wise counsel yeah. is always, it's a no brainer and it's a must mm-hmm. do. It's not an option. Yeah. And that's where I ran to.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So you, that's what I said in the last episode was we both ran to the cross. We both took all of our burdens and laid them there and listened well and were guided well. And that is how, you know, the Lord chose for us to, to come back together Um, but for me in that state, I really didn't know what to do. I honestly didn't know what to do. I didn't know. Now this was the second time, you know, with biblically knowing I could go and, but then I I weighed everything. I weighed like looking at our family, at our house, everything we thought we'd ever do, um, together in our future. And was, I, it was worth me putting in all of that effort and that being exhausted and trying to really um discern what the lord was telling me because i mean it it w- this marriage mattered to me that much to to see what the lord was saying our children's future mattered enough to me to see what if i could put my emotions aside and see what the lord was asking me to do but yeah that was a really really dark time and i i journaled actually after the the, the separation plan that I wrote in this notebook I journaled and I, I did go back and read that right, a little she bit. Sh-
1: she shared it with me the other night. I was like oh oh okay. Wow. Yeah. Um, we're there word, you were doing it.
0: I was I <laughs> you were him doing the, it. I read him the three month separation plan I was like
1: that's I hate that, but I'm glad we didn't have to live that out totally.
0: Yeah, it was not it didn't look fun. No, it looked for horrible anybody actually.
1: terrible. <laughs> Absolutely terrible.
0: Um but just going back and reading what I felt at that time like I was so guarded in, um, one of the things that I had said was I feel like I didn't, um, I can't find it, look at this, I have this bookmarked, sorry, one second please, Um, I felt like I found myself stuck between feeling joy in the moment, like sitting on the couch with the kids as a family, and then remembering my pain and fear of betrayal, and I was instantly guarded, I'm still not comfortable in joy, but I um, read today in, in a devotion that said, this is what it feels like to be hurting and happy. Like those two things can be present at the same time. It's these battles and blessings. It's like a railroad track. It's, right. there's, there's never a time where one um, fully trumps the other one. And I was happy, but I was also really hurting. Um, I was scared to be, to have joy. Like, I felt like there was a cap on my joy. Like, that I would I would catch myself sometimes feeling, like, a little too happy. And then I was like, wait a second. That is way too vulnerable right now. I need to reel that back in. I cannot give that away that fast. And I didn't want to put myself out there to be hurt again. Like, it was just these, this, like, confusion inside of me that didn't know, even know how to manage. So that's what's like, our emotions are so not facts we've talked about this before like they are so wavering from moment to moment they cannot be trusted and that's why you need to go to something up you know else the cross to know what to do Mm -hmm. but i don't know where i was going with that
1: i don't know i was just letting you go
0: yeah anyways so there's a lot in here that i wrote about but
1: i I did a lot of journaling as well where is it it's in my phone Oh, that's recording this episode so (laughs) i can't mine was a lot of uh so for me, I, I basically dropped everything. Now, listen, guys, I I get I let go of everything I had to. I basically where I was working, I was running a restaurant. I was done. I literally went. I, I was on my face for two weeks, pretty much just weeping. Actually, I weeped for about six months mm-hmm. straight. And yeah. I mean, I'm not just saying like I was weeping, crying almost every day. A lot of emotions. I like how you just said like this, like railroad track, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, so I I decided, I I heard God very clearly, like, it's time to go. Mm -hmm. It's time to move forward. COVID had put a a lot of dampening on a lot of situations through that year anyways. Um, That's when I decided that my beverage business was done. Uh, That was when I decided that the uh, restaurant I was helping run was done and i needed to completely wipe out anything in my life that had i had put before my 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 marriage um but mostly before god and those two were very big ones mm-hmm. um i created an idol out of those and uh i was constantly seeking something to fulfill this emptiness that i still had inside um, because I still had in place my trust in my identity in Christ mm-hmm. and that and that we've we've already talked about that and why it's so important. Um, and I remember I remember telling her like, I'm done mm-hmm. and like with everything. Mm-hmm. And I remember her. I was wondering what kind of reaction you were going to have to that. And it was kind of not nothing. <laughs> but I, in my mind, I'm like, she's got to be freaking out. Of course. And, you know, because she stays at home with the children. And I was like, God, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm taking this leap of faith because my my life moving forward is dependent on it. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, right then and there, boom, I just jumped Mm -hmm. with nothing. Uh, No work, no clue what I was going to do. Uh, I had already put almost seven years into a business that I worked really hard to try to build. um, And I was just done it was over that the train stopped and the idols stopped and everything stopped. And that's when I, like I said, I was continuously on my face uh, before the Lord asking him to, to change my heart. Um, And again, I I alluded to in, in the pit um, uh, Garrett, because my eyes were open to the lies that I had been telling myself and the omission of the truth that I had held And I was in a place of truly seeing myself for who I was being. It was the first time I think I looked in the mirror and said, I can't look at you anymore because you make me sick.
0: Your scales were off.
1: Yes. My scales fell from my eyes. Mm -hmm. And at that point, um, I was living at a friend's house in an apartment. Um, Thank God for him. Mm -hmm. And I was instantly said, I'm going to get counseling. And that was the first thing I did. Mm -hmm. And I ran to the counselor um, Mm -hmm. and I just fell into his office Mm -hmm. like a broken, mushy pile Mm -hmm. of crap. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's what point of description. I literally, I just did. Mm -hmm. I literally vomited in his office and just said this, listen, I'm a dirt ball. This is what I've done. This is why I'm here. And I let it out. Mm -hmm. And I said, I will tell you everything. I just need, I need help. I need help. Like real help. I was ready. I carried a burden for five years and I didn't want to look at myself anymore. So, those were the first things I did. I, I recognized the aisles in my life. Everything, if I looked back, the two things, the work situation and the money, I put before Mandy and the kids and myself for a long time. Um, and it took control. Mm-hmm of me. And <clears throat> I know like Paul's really talked about this a lot, but just having this contentment. Right. And, you know, I think this, the power of Christian contentment, you know, Paul said it. he learned to be content in all circumstances, whether he had much or little, right. He learned that God's grace was sufficient and enough for him in any circumstances and that God would help him when he needed anything. And that was in my devotion the other day, and i, I just screenshot it because i I finally think I f- saw for the first time that I had been so uncontent because I was chasing the worldly things and what I thought they needed to be
0: mm-hmm. well, your security was always in your bank account, right that's what you were trained to do, that was what you knew to knew to what you knew to be true right. um and so from day one of our marriage, the Lord took that from you. <laughs> Right. and you had been battling um not having security in your finances since the day we got married. Yeah. And so I mean eventually it came to a, to a head. I mean one of my friends who one of the people I, I really talk to often through this was the way she described it was that there was this cancer in our marriage and the Lord always knew it was there. Yeah. It had to be diagnosed and treated mm-hmm. and it could only be done the way that he wanted it to be done, um, for, for a complete healing. And so, like I've said, the Lord always knew this existed. Um, and he had, he, he took us through a a path that needed to be done. And a lot of times I think it's so we want to avoid that path because it's probably the most painful one. Um, It it always
1: is. It's the hardest. It's the harder path. Mm
0: -hmm. And so you put things away. So, for example, I mean, it is still astonishing to me. I think that was like the biggest thing that I couldn't. I, I was dumbfounded that for five years you couldn't put together why everything was not working. Yeah, well, that's and,
1: why they call it the, like, literally he, it's the pit because you
0: It's amazing you can to
1: me. bury something so deep.
0: Like I asked you, you never even thought once that it probably could have been this massive lie you've been hiding for so long that could it, be affecting It was the you? story
1: I told myself. I made myself think that I told you enough to get by.
0: It's amazing to
1: me. Like, and I know it sounds so bad, but it's the truth, right? Like... I think it's very common and, you know, you guys can probably attest to this in any, in a lot of things in life. Like we are constantly focused on what we don't have yeah. and God has already given us enough mm-hmm. in all things. And I, I can't tell you, like, I had never really looked at all the blessings that I had been given ever. Mm-hmm. And it showed in everything that I did, well, I was living for myself and I was trying to live for God, but I didn't even have – there was no way I was going to get there because of where I was at with Christ.
0: Right. right. Like I've described actually for for those five years, it always seemed like there was a cap on our marriage. Like we yeah. could never fully get to this ha- place of happiness, this place of joy, this place of like where we were like really in sync. You know, everything seemed to kind of just fall. There was always just this cap to our marriage. We could not break through this place and once this came out there was freedom for both of us like yeah. it, there was well, it, it was
1: freedom for uh, for the process to begin
0: correct because uh, i didn't know there okay. i didn't know we were at a wall i didn't know there was a wall that needed to be taken down and it just made everything just made sense to me that's why i look i'm like you you really didn't see it <laughs> you really
1: i'm sorry
0: couldn't put that together <laughs> like it's not funny at all but it's really like wow it was right there. Yeah. Yeah. In that's, front of
1: you. <laughs> yeah. It's like, time. you know, it's like <clears throat> the kid, like I'm the guy in the bus that was like, just like licking the, like my face is against the window. And I'm like, like, I can't, I can't, I don't know why. Like, yeah, I can't see through this window. Clearly I'm like right on top of it. It's right. it's just there. Yeah. Um. So, so, so those were the first things I did. I,
0: and I happily sent you away too. Yeah, you were I it was very me, much sure. like, you need help. And I said this even in, in the last episode where I, it had come to the point where I before I knew, like, I can't help you anymore. There's not much more I can do here. I have forgiven you. I love you. And, like, you need to go seek help for whatever is going on mm-hmm. there. And so when this, I'm like, that was part of my contract was you need right. specific counseling every week to figure out what is really and, the root. And this
1: is where I think the betrayer – has to show up. Like you have to make a choice. Mm -hmm. If you want to make this work, if you're truly coming to a place where it's like, I want to change, then, then do the change. You Mm -hmm. have to do different things. And that's what I decided. Like, that's where I, I said, I went to counseling weekly. I still do counseling weekly. And then this was the biggest key component. Like I was, I'm actively in the word every day. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's a game changer people like reading scripture and being in God's word every day, not just scrolling through your devotion mm-hmm. like that and also tied together with journaling. And some people are like, well, I, do, I I have a relationship with Jesus. Okay, that's fine. I'm not saying you don't, but I'm saying that you have to put in effort to truly know Jesus and your relationship and what it looks like. Yeah. And so for me, I started to see God's heart and his heart for me. And I truly started to understand where these root issues started to come from. So as I as I started to do this every day, every week, I was able to really start to open up and see what God was really trying to show me for so, so long. Mm-hmm. And also show Mandy that I wasn't just, this was not just a, um, a show. Mm-hmm. Right, I think that's that scared her because she didn't believe that this was anything else but a show.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, mean, I had I, I was reading him like a book. Like yeah. I had by oh much. for sure, <laughs> every movement, everything he said, everything he did was under scrutiny. Of like, just are you lying? <laughs> like, is this a yeah. show you're putting on for me? Because you just don't want to lose me. Um, and so I, I was he was under a microscope for a while with that.
1: Isn't it amazing what we will do when we are so desperate mm-hmm. to hold on to something that we truly, truly want? Like, yeah. and, 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 but, but when we get it back, what happens typically? Right.
0: You, you, oh, we I fall back it. in We're all good. ways. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and
1: it's like, I didn't want that to happen.
0: Right.
1: And so this, this for me, counseling and the mentorship that I started having, <clears throat> I was so transparent. It was disgusting. Right. Actually how transparent I was <laughs> because it was that, needed in my life and in our marriage and I wanted her to know like this isn't just some oh we're we're gonna get we're gonna make this work and I'm gonna stop doing this because because we're we're gonna be fine
0: yeah because I still really wasn't at a place where I was like it's gonna work I hadn't arrived there yet right I would say in my journal about two three weeks out I had written I feel like he sees me for the first time ever but I'm still not ready to accept that as truth yet I, I say like I say, like there was always this wall, the wall was between us too, like I never fully got Scott, I never fully got his attention, I never fully got his love um because there was always something blocking it, and it was always either it was money, it was status, it was now there's a mission that I didn't know existed. there was constantly something there that I could never fully get his attention, and I felt like as you can tell through, cause I feel like he sees me. I feel like he's really here for the first time, but I'm, I'm still guarded. Like yeah. that's not, I'm not, I'm not giving in yet.
1: Right. Um, so what else, what, what were some of the things that you were doing, I guess, to, to give mm-hmm. kind of your side of like, how were you trying to heal outside of like our work then, you know, and then we were counseling yeah. together. Well,
0: part of it was counseling together. Um, What I did, I submerged myself in biblical truth. Um, I will say, I can get into this later, but like I started reading, I was searching the internet immediately for things that were going to take my pain away. I was reading anything and everything I could find. I, I landed on a bunch of blogs of other people who had been betrayed. And I realized that a lot of these people... Went down a sinful path themselves out of their anger and pain, and a lot of people ended up having revenge affairs. And I caught myself, and I'm like, okay, this is not where I need to be. I need to guard my heart with what I'm reading, what I'm receiving, right. where my where my mind is, because that I don't want to. I don't want that. I don't want to do that. That's not healing for me, and it's See, not healing for anybody. Know, I didn't
1: know this. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know this. Yeah, it's I mean, so I I was so running straight to the Bible. Like I didn't even. I didn't even go online.
0: Yeah. Well, I was. Yes. I mean, you're when you have pain, you start just searching anything, and you can end up. You click link, link, link. You All end right. up in random places. Oh yeah. So I just had to make sure I reeled myself in. I was intentional about what I was reading. Number one scripture. Number one people who loved and loved me, and I was talking long conversations with them, and. Um, I was reading devotions specifically about infidelity. So like on the Bible app, you can go in and do, they have like three, five, seven day devotions. I read probably every devotion there is in the infidelity section in like a week. (laughs) Okay. Like they're like, they're all supposed to be done like one a day in their seven days. I did like all of them in a week. So I just kept reading and, and it's tied to scripture. And I just kept covering myself with his truth because that was the only thing that mattered at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, I was guarded with you. I, I had my walls up. I was very open with that, with my counselor of saying, this is what I'm seeing. This is what I'm feeling. I guess, again, vulnerability on my end. Um, and be, but, Allowing myself to feel, there's a cliche, you have to feel to heal. Um, It's so true. I had to let myself really go into the deepest, darkest pains and figure out what to do with them.
1: Yeah. So, so, so the other thing that we also did was we reestablished some boundaries with like our phone, Mm -hmm. my phone specifically. Um, I, I, I have a lot to say about this Mm -hmm. um, because I think there are two camps on this. (laughs) This is my phone and this is my privacy and all this stuff. And then there's this, this is an open whenever you want to look through it, go for it. Mm -hmm. And I will tell you that I think it's probably the safest bet to fall into is that there should be total transparency about your phone. Um, because there is nothing that you should be doing on that that should be jeopardizing your marriage or relationship um if you're doing something that you know is wrong like it's it's pretty easy to try to hide it or whatever mm-hmm. and i think that like there's no room for that there's no room for you being secretive on your phone it's a dead dead tall tale that that there's something that might be going on. In my opinion, um, I don't care what you say. Like, there's no reason that your wife or husband shouldn't be able to look at your phone. There's just not. Um, there's nothing to really hide on there. You guys are married. <laughs> there's nothing to hide from one another, and you should have the abilities to want to check.
0: Yeah, I don't think I ever even knew if you were hiding anything from me on your phone. Like, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't know I didn't have full access to your phone until i knew i didn't
1: right well because i think i don't know what we don't we don't think of it that way i guess
0: yeah and so one of the boundaries he he did these on his own he gave full access to his phone um what i and he also turned on the um 360 app that's on there to kind of just know where he was. I this wasn't my doing. I didn't. I didn't know. I. And it was just his way of giving me some sort of security in that moment. But the the trigger, the really hard thing was knowing. With,
1: I also want to say this. It's not about like oh I oh you don't trust me. It's nothing no. to do uh-uh. with that.
0: Mm-mm.
1: It doesn't. Mm-mm. Like I, I guess I I just want to warn everyone out there. Like your environments that you're in matter. And they, were, they matter tremendously and we can go on about this, but I just, I, or, you can put yourself in a situation in a blink of an eye mm-hmm. because you're being maybe nice or generous or anything. And the next thing you know, the next message leads to another and to another and to another. And then you're at work and your work environment, it's a dangerous place. It can be a dangerous place if you don't guard your heart. And if you're not guarded about the boundaries that you should have and the types of relationships you have with your coworkers, that's probably a whole episode in itself. But that was one thing that instantly struck me because I knew I was in a work environment that created um, a sinful environment, uh, which promoted um, uh, flirtatious nature between coworkers, uh, lustful desires, you name it, okay? Okay. And I didn't guard myself, mm-hmm. and I wasn't equipping myself.
0: And like Scott had said, for for a good seven years of our marriage, he was gone morning to night, like eighteen hour days. Right. And so this is a good quote from Lisa Turkhurst um, that says, "If the enemy can isolate us, he can influence us, right. and anybody isolated can be influenced by him." So yes. I, I mean, I yeah, anyone can be put in a position where they're easily
1: they're just. I just lived. what I guess I'm trying to say from this uh, everyone is that like you need to have transparency in your marriage. Mm-hmm. It's it is the utmost importance and that quote she just said um is is the one of the, the truest things I could I could ever hear mm-hmm. <laughs> outside of the scripture mm-hmm. because that's where the enemy wants he want you're you're an easy target. Mm-hmm. You're like an easy pluck for him.
0: And the phones make it even easier. Exactly. I didn't even know that there was right. a secret folder. folder. Yeah. That I had
1: sense. a secret folder. And, you know, I wouldn't even have known to go look for a secret it.
0: folder. I didn't even know it existed. I had no idea that that was a thing.
1: Well, that was what the second call was back after that video that she yeah. talked about last week was, is i I wanted to vomit in my mouth. Cause I was like, did I have to tell her? Probably not. But at the same time, like I knew God was like, Nope. Like if you want me to remove all of this, like this has got to come out. Because you could be very easily tempted to just leave it. Mm -hmm. And I wanted nothing to do with that. I was done. I was done. And until you make that choice, it's not going to change. Like, I hate to tell you that, but it's just not going to change. And so I just want to encourage you guys to have transparency at a level that is so, so clear. Mm -hmm. There's no fog. There's no gray. It's very black and white. I, your my heart is just different. Like I feel just freer about it as well mm-hmm. because I just know like you can grab my phone anytime and I don't have to panic. Mm-hmm. If you're panicking when your spouse grabs your phone, yeah, you're hiding action. something mm-hmm. and you have an issue and I, I'm, I pray that you take action to fix that. Mm-hmm. And I, and I'm sorry because, and, and it's, and listen, it doesn't make you a bad person. Like we're all sinful and i'm sorry for whatever is to come after that because it it takes courage to do whatever needs to be done mm-hmm. to be in alignment and truth with the lord and there's it's just
0: yeah so yeah that was not fun to receive but listen his vulnerability his openness his rawness his 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 work that was apart from me um, work on himself, his in daily intentions created over time, it didn't happen immediately over time, a secure and safe place for me. Like I said, I felt like I, he could see me for the first time. There were these things that were coming up that I knew were different. Um, like he said, he felt free. He felt like his heart was changing, I could see that, but I still was guarded. I was still like, okay, I need to, I need to walk this out. I need to go slow with this. Um, but over this last year, his commitment to healing of himself first created the safe place for me to be to kind of keep putting those walls down. Right.
1: So I, I wanted to leave on this note. Uh, I was in a devotion with Chip Ingram and. It's uh, Romans twelve, which is probably one of the best chapters in the whole Bible. Yes, um, but it was verses fourteen through twenty one. I won't read them, but it's basically about forgiveness, and there basically are three phases to forgiveness. And I think this is where um, you have to really start to look at like how do you heal a relationship. And um, the first part of it is it's it's an act of will, like it's a choice. And I, I said it a little bit earlier, like it's a choice. Our emotions, you can't trust them, mm-hmm. right? Like you can you you don't like if you think you just feel something and it's an emotion telling you that in your heart, like it's not to be trusted, you have to really take it to God because god God will really help you discern what is right or wrong in that area. The second thing is that in that phase is it's a process, right like you have to pray for the situation, whether it's bad or good, no matter what, especially for the person who's been betrayed and to know like okay like i don't know if i can get there right away and it may take time it may take a month it could take a year it could take two i don't know it it's different for everyone but i can tell you this it is a process and but the more that you give it to god the more you will be able to get to a place of forgiveness and the third thing is to pray right pray blessings over the ones that have hurt you and that is where that whole like Luke, like to love your enemies it is one of the hardest things to pray blessings over the ones that hurt you. Mm-hmm. And so like you're in this process of like choosing to forgive. Mm-hmm. Then there's the next part of that is that it's, it's the forgiving process. It's you're in this process of forgiving mm-hmm. or forgiving. And then in that third one, it's, that's where you kind of come to that being forgiven, right? Like it's not just an immediate thing and it's okay. And I think that's kind of like by us doing the work and continuously praying for one another and going to the Lord first, that's what enabled us to get to a place of where we're at right now. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I just encourage you guys to, um, to, to think about that. The act of the will, it's a process and to, to pray for the, for the ones that have hurt you.
0: And we can leave on this note. I haven't actually forgiven you. Yes. Yet. It has not been said.
1: This is true, Mm -hmm. but I'm okay with that Mm -hmm. because I know we're in the process of forgiving Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and I've, I've, I've accepted that and I know that God is working on our hearts and we've been telling everyone from the very start, guys, we're not healed yet. Mm -hmm. Like we're healing. Like we're not here on these microphones telling you guys like, oh, this is what you do and everything's going to be fine. No, this is work Mm -hmm. and we're choosing to put the work in Mm -hmm. and we're choosing to share this with you because we want to give you guys hope that you, you can start down this journey too if you're not, if you're not there or you know you need to.
0: Yeah. And I just want to be vulnerable in that because I don't want someone to look at me and think, wow, she's, you know, moved on. She's, she's forgiven and all these things. Like I'm here, I'm not going anywhere. I'm not leaving the marriage. I've decided to to stay in it and do the work um, and to heal to the Lord. But I, I am very vulnerable when it comes to the forgiveness aspect of it, because I gave that to him so freely for five years and I felt like it was taken advantage of. Um, And we can roll into this next week or next episode. We can talk about this, but I'm still in the process of um, it's just a a defense mechanism for me Mm -hmm. um, of being hurt again. And, just kind of letting myself fully go there, and yeah. forget. I, I want to know that forgiveness doesn't mean giving him a pass on what he's done. Forgiveness is releasing me from the pain that right. that 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 the actions cause. I am well aware of what forgiveness does look like, but at the end of the day, I'm being real and saying I haven't completely um, arrived there yet. Right.
1: And Chip said one thing, and then I'll press out of here. <laughs> you read this the other day. <laughs> It says when we don't forgive others, it's like drinking poison and thinking the other person is going to die. That's how important forgiveness is. Mm -hmm. And again, I'm not saying that Mandy has to forgive me and say that tomorrow. It's just the fact that I know we're in the process of it. But in your hearts, you have to try to get to a place of forgiveness to truly move on and and just allow yourself to heal. Mm -hmm. Because that's the only way you're going to heal is through the through the scripture, through the lord and through allowing this process to work. Mm-hmm. So guys, thank you for tuning into this week. Um we're excited to really start diving deeper into more things. Mm-hmm. Uh continue to like, subscribe, share, give us reviews if you can. All five stars would be great. <laughs> um we love you guys so much. Your guys' support has been un Peril, anything I could ever ask for. We, we we just are so appreciative of it. So, Father God, we thank you so much for this time um, together uh, with you and our listeners just to talk about how how you got us through the next steps, Lord, and what you put on our hearts to move forward and how to move forward because we are both in paralyzed situations where we just didn't know how to move. And you just picked us up in each Of our own situations, but also together to move us forward. And we just pray that if any of our listeners are in these positions, that you would do the same for them, God, because you can do all things. And let everybody know that to be patient and to know that they can wait on you because you will deliver on all things. We love you so much. We thank this in Jesus' name. Amen. Guys, we'll check your vertical. We out.